But he, he texts me, he's like, hey, are you happy with the difference you're making in the world? And I'm yeah. like, come on, man. It's <laughs> like, you didn't get the memo, you will get shot with yeah. blue pants. <laughs> I think it's the yeah. most racist place like in America. I literally like walked out in tears. Uh, it's been fun actually watching all the all the podcasts and seeing everybody get you know exposed their origin mm. stories and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. For four years, this guy would say he'd be like, "Well, I'm not from this industry. I'm not from this." I'm like, "Dude, it's been four years. You you are from this industry." <laughs> he is. He, he definitely <laughs> yeah. is now. I knew when I came here the uh, the 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 conversation led towards the the industry. You have industry knowledge. Yeah, hundred percent. Guaranteed. Yeah, you won't find somebody. That fights harder for this industry than that man right there. He says says the things that sometimes I won't like he comes like (laughs) he comes with it. You know what I mean? I'm passionate. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let's go. You know, it's funny because I used to say I'm not from the industry and that's probably, you know, a personal thing. It was my history is all in advertising and production and creativity and that kind of stuff. And when you work in advertising and marketing agencies, like, the job literally is to learn 50 clients one foot deep. Hell I got to know no. just enough about you in order to understand how to be creative and how to, you know, play with it a little bit. But here, well, one of the things I loved coming here was I get to go 50 feet deep with one thing and really focus on it and see like, what can I unlock? And, you know, so my, yeah, my trepidation early on was like that imposter syndrome, right? Not knowing, being like, okay, I'm supposed to be in this, but I don't, I don't know how to run mm. a machine. I don't know how to touch the buttons or then you're around it enough. You start hearing stuff and you, you really start to figure out um, what it's all about. And for me, a lot of it was going to early IMTS and hearing you and hearing the passion, watching the videos and all that kind of stuff that I could really connect with what we're trying to do for the industry. Yeah. You know, and that's a big thing. And you, I always say with, I always say with Dave too, you have such a great way, whether, you know, it's industry or not, you articulate things so well. And I'm like, man, when I first came here my first week, I'm like, I feel stupid talking around Dave. Like he yes. just is rolling, <laughs> rolling. Dave is like grammarly in human form. It is. He's grammarly <laughs> in human form. That is absolutely He's always buried. completing me. And I'm, I'm just like, okay, Dave. I just try to be good at, you I'm know. just a salesman. Words. Dave is just rolling over me right I now. <laughs> you know, you talk about IMTS, but. It goes way back. Oh, yeah. Way back. So when we first started working together, we contracted your company, 11D. And uh, that was back in like 2013, 2014, somewhere Mm -hmm. in there, right? It was at the beginning before we even had the first episode for the TV show. So we were filming the show and we were making it happen, but there were certain things uh, things that we couldn't do. And one was motion graphics. So like we wanted to see like, you know, we're driving the truck and all of a sudden, boom, Titan American building, it blows up and raw, you know? And so I heard like, oh, there's this company, 11D, that is like amazing. And uh, yeah, so we started working with you guys and you guys did all the motion graphics for the TV show for multiple, you were at the the season premiere at Autodesk back in the yep, day in, in San Francisco, in San Francisco yep. you know? And uh yeah, so it's been quite the journey. Huh? We had, uh, yeah, we had just come back actually. So, the company actually did a lot of like work in entertainment and TV and video games and that kind of stuff, right? So we were high end Photoshop, high end motion graphics, and did a lot of the, as you know, the game covers for a lot of like 
Triple A titles, what they call yeah. them. So like Mortal Kombat 11, all the Ubisoft games back in the day, and a lot of ad campaigns that you, everybody would be familiar with, that kind of stuff. And so we were actually uh, down in LA at the what they call the Key Art Awards, and we hopped a plane to come back for that premiere. So we made it just in time to San Francisco to go to the Autodesk thing. And man, I was blown away because we were doing the graphics for the show, but I truly didn't understand what it was all about yet yeah. you know until i started seeing the show and then i was like okay this is pretty interesting you know yeah, yeah and if you know good. titan you know when he was saying earlier and then we see the titan truck and boom, boom. he is john wick he's the <laughs> matrix he <laughs> loves when things blow up and, and graphics <laughs> like that so no, you can sell something through with an explosion really exactly easier. that's <laughs> why he hired me so he could see tools blow up yeah. <laughs> oh has not been disappointed <laughs> the, big, the biggest thing with with there's so many build shows and they're making cars and they're fabricating but nobody had really done cnc machining on a high level right mm. you know like yeah choppers making aluminum parts you know and, and stuff but like nobody had fab. done it on a high level and yep. really showed what industry was like mm -hmm. people you go to malls and they don't know what cnc is like nobody cares about uh, manufacturing and it's just because they don't see it so yeah. the whole vision was to to be spectacular to be entertaining to show like speed boats and race cars and all these things and without cnc machining none of it exists and yep it, and the show is pretty cool because no matter no matter who it is no matter what like genre or like like race team it could be the best in the world and you're their hero right yeah because they don't have a race car they don't have a plane they don't have night vision goggles without cnc machines right. so it was kind of cool because you could just just knock out so many different episodes yeah. each one is something different and with that we had all the crazy motion graphics and even like we would go to hawaii and film you know I was, we were forced to this my home island <laughs> yeah you yeah know? right and but then we would have like an end mill that would like over the island, you know what I mean? And, and they would they would make it and stuff. And yeah, super good. Well, super what was talented. also impressive too, so to make us even feel like we were a little smaller on that scale, <laughs> Dave, uh, probably about three weeks in, sends his old 11D uh, sizzle reel, if you will. And, you know, Stan Lee's on there and Marvel. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like legend, guy? legend. It, it, he went way up on, on the on the trunk of the of the list about eight times. Yeah. yeah. So, so if it was easy, I'd still have hair. Believe that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right. No, I'm yeah, sure it was. It's amazing. When we first started working exactly, together. Exactly, yeah. exactly. The cool thing about this, uh, you know, what I love about the opportunity and being here and all that kind of stuff, and I'm sure you'll go into the story of how we met and all that, but... Um, the thing that I love is like this industry is truly the definition of left off the list. Like you see, yeah. you see lists of kids go into the trades and do all this stuff. And what do they list? It's a, you know, carpenter, electrician, plumber. And when somebody, you ask anybody on the street, give me a list of what they call the trades. trades. They're going to go through those things, construction, all that kind of stuff, but they're never going to list machinists. They're never yeah. going to list machine shop call. or manufacturing because it's been so behind the scenes. And honestly, like we've talked about a lot, no matter what administration is in, we get sold out, yeah. you know, to other 100%. countries and stuff. Yep. So 100%. don't get me on a soapbox. And, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. People, people can't comprehend it. You look at all these different industries and they're amazing, but they kind of understand what it is. Right. You understand what a welder does. Yep. 
but a machinist steps in and there's a million different machines. There's a million different tools, like literal a million. Yeah, there is. You know, coolants and work holding. And it is so vast. We talk about it all the time, the yeah. variables. Yeah. yeah. And people don't understand. Like, they think that you just buy a machine and it makes, it just drops yep. apart oh, like a man. bag of chips, you know? <laughs> they do. And people not knowing what we do is a problem, mm -hmm. even in like HR capacity, because they're like, <laughs> why am I going to pay this machiner who just pushes machiner. a button? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, why am I? I gonna pay him this big money when i got actual skilled engineers and stuff here well and so. and you to get to that point you know you two we talk about it a little bit right social media is kind of uh but then it's really good for the stuff that we Absolutely. do but when youtube first started you know kind of integrating what we do maybe not necessarily on your level these people were looking at at machining and seeing some videos out there and they were just you know con the content was terrible mm -hmm. and they really thought Oh, I put a piece of material in, I press a button and look what comes out. So easy. Yeah, yeah this absolutely. must be no problem. There's a lot of there's a lot of funny ones too that I love. It's like they take a chunk of material, set it on top of the chuck, close the door, then they <laughs> open, open the, the door, door and, and the look part's it. done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, this is what I do. I just push the start button. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I just want to take a quick break. I want to look at that camera right there and I want to say if you're watching this on YouTube on Titans of CNC podcast then hit that subscribe button. That is the channel that we're dedicating to podcasts, to knowledge, to just give you all the knowledge. So the long form podcast will be on this channel. We need you to subscribe so you can help us make manufacturing machining famous in the world. And with that, we're right back. Boom. Oh, oh, oh that guy just crazy. that off the cuff. Easy. Oh, that was maybe. Good. Didn't even feel that one. I oh, know, right? And if, you are, if you're on Titans of CNC, our regular CNC machining, then you're looking at a shorter clip, and the long form is at Titans of CNC podcast. So go check that out. Mm -hmm. That's where like the 50 minute, hour long, however Whatever long we roll. is on yeah. there. You see everything. But on our regular channel, we're putting in smaller clips and that was, stuff. That was easy. Super good. Yeah, good you call. Like how, I love it. Yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right on. Improv. But but I think that it's important. Like, so we grew. We grew with the TV show, and we went through seasons, and we learned. And and I truly like learn. Like I'm I'm trying to bring awareness to the trade, and I'm thinking, how do you touch all these people in their boxes? Like, how do you show them? like new ways to manufacture and new processes and all that. And it's like TV, like TV made sense. But as we started looking and seeing there's a problem with education, as we started seeing all these other problems and it truly wasn't like helping in a way where you, like it wasn't tangible. I couldn't see shops truly getting better because they're watching the TV show. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. as we transition to you know, social media and as like the Eagle went up on YouTube and one of my guys is like, oh, it's got like a, a million views. And I'm like, what, YouTube? Like, what's YouTube? We have yeah, TV, yeah, yeah. you right. know? But as, as everything shifted and we saw it and all of a sudden it was like, you know what? Everybody's doing this on a low level. Nobody's taking that top spot. Like, let's show real manufacturing. Let's show like crazy techniques and, and make it so like, like the biggest companies like Boeing and Lockheed and, and even schools and just mom and pops, like everybody can watch our stuff and actually like learn from it. Yep. Right. Absolutely. Understanding our industry and understanding where we were going at that time and, and, and looking at it, we had done good with branding and art. Yeah. Well, my wife, 
Gina. She's an amazing talent, and she graduated with a graphic design uh, degree. Yeah. Right? And she did all of our artwork, like the eagles, all the different things um, early on from the beginning of the shop for a long time. And yep. and I've always just been creative with my, my art, so I always was just different with the shop and, and everything. But as we got busy, bigger, it came to a place, and it was all of a sudden, it was like, you know what? It's time to go to a higher level. Yeah. Are we competing on a on a state level, mm-hmm. on a city level? No. We're here to compete globally and change the industry on a world stage. So we need to bring in and up our level of talent when it comes to certain things. And, and that was the design. That was the overall structure of just that creativity and stuff where it was like, I wanted to be, you know, we're on the camera we're on the machines and stuff so it's like you know let's just take our design to the highest level and that's when we thought let's bring dave in mm. you know what i mean let's go i didn't i didn't know i knew dave had sold his company he had traveled he had done these and he landed somewhere we were still friends but at that time we weren't we're no longer working together right. but it was like um matt Schilling that used to work for us we we both talked and it was like i wonder what Dave is doing and then I literally texted you out of the blue and I said yo Dave want to meet at Starbucks man I got something I want to talk to you about man Ooh. Ah. and then remember that meeting oh yeah oh yeah I remember it well man uh yeah he uh texted me and you know I'm working at an ad agency right so sold the company um you know went and ran uh kind of the creative services divisions of what was happening there in uh, Northern California and I met again amazing clients all that kind of stuff um but he, he texts me, he's like, hey, are you happy with the difference you're making in the world? And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> we talked about that in the That's last the podcast. Hook. How are you going to ask me that? Like, no offense to the agency, but like, I'm, I'm trying to convince rich guys to go travel to Tahiti instead of San Diego. Like, it, I'm not changing anybody's right, life here, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, when he said that, I was like very intrigued and I'm like, yeah, let's grab some coffee for sure. I don't drink coffee, but yeah, let's yeah. go grab some coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No problem. So I grabbed my coffee and I sat down, I was waiting for him and then he pulls up in a Porsche and I was thinking, Uh-oh. crap. Uh-oh. This is going to be expensive, yeah, man. Yeah, right. You know, like, right. This is going to be expensive, but. So worth it. Yeah. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, if you, no matter how small you are, like you can dream big dreams, but you have to put the puzzle pieces together. And there's timing. You can't always afford it at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So you got to understand what your vision is, what your goal is, where you're going. And then you got to just put the pieces understanding that hey this is good for now but sooner or later we're gonna up it we're gonna up it exactly. and that's what we've done with the the right. whole company has been like that bringing the right pieces to the chessboard and playing chess on a global scale scale but we had a, we had a great talk yeah yeah absolutely great talk and yeah. you know titan was able to share the the vision for what's happening um not just in the industry but then how the company was kind of transitioning from you know this amazing manufacturer of like parts i can't even conceive for you know rocket engines and stuff into this education piece and i was i was super intrigued by it and impressed and all that kind of stuff and so um the more i heard about it the more i was just like yeah I've, i honestly went home and prayed about it and was like i feel like i can really make a difference in what these guys are doing because i looked at you know websites and all the design that had been done was very strong but there, there has to be, you know, for me to come into a place, there has to be an opportunity to actually change the game for him. And I feel like that opportunity was here um, and Titan was willing to kind of give the reins over to talk about some of that kind of stuff. And yeah, we started, um, 
you know, after I was hired and everything, started working on branding and how the thumbnails look and how the websites look and layout and all that kind of stuff. So it's been a it's been a good trip and and here we are. Yeah. Look at that. Here and we then, are. And then you uh you accepted the job. Right. And Clearly. then you gave <laughs> you two weeks and a few days later I called you and said, Hey, you wanna come to oh San gosh. Quentin prison with us? <laughs> oh, were you on so, that? Yeah, you, dude, okay. so incredible. Yeah, like, crazy. That opportunity was crazy because I you know, yes, it's before I started um, and all that kind of stuff. Hey, do you want to come and, and go to this prison with us? And I was like, all right, sure, why not? Not just the infamous prison, it the most San infamous. Quentin. Which yeah. I had heard of, you know, living in yeah. NorCal my whole life, but yeah. I'm not, I'm a pudgy white kid from suburbia. Like, I'm not <laughs> been in trouble or fights <laughs> no or anything Folsom like that. Or San so, Quentin, yeah. yeah. I knew Folsom then Prison existed, bread. but. And then he rolls up in blue pants. It's mm. like, you didn't get the memo, you will get shot with yeah. blue pants. <laughs> I had no clue. So we're the literally halfway there from Sacramento to San Francisco. And uh, I think you look back from driving or something, and you're like, are you wearing blue pants? <laughs> I was like, it's totally caught off guard. Like, <laughs> you're like, yeah. Sure am. <laughs> Is that a problem? Did Matt not give you the memo? He hadn't. But that's fine. We stopped at a Kmart or Walmart. I grabbed my, what I call my prison pants now that are yeah, black. And good on we're you. able to keep moving. But What's yeah, the deal so, with blue pants? Yeah, what? if something goes down and there's a riot, there's things going on, and there's like danger, uh, any other guests have to be in black. Oh, and it and blue is what the inmates inmates wear. all wear blue jeans. So, oh, okay. so when the guns firing, yeah, you know, you don't want to be a target. You, you don't, don't want to be, be a the target. Wrong color. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they you, they Ouch. won't they literally won't let you in the prison yeah. if you have blue. Yeah, yeah, I had no idea. So we were able to fix the pants situation real quick. But that that honestly, like all joking aside, that was one of the most powerful things um, that could have happened I kind of early on in starting here is seeing <clears throat> everything that had been built there and then hearing from the guys who were behind bars just you know in all these different situations from all these walks of life every color creed age all that kind of stuff and they were in there and for me again i don't have any connection to that world but seeing it firsthand and walking around these guys where there's positive people then there's the other guys on the yard who you can tell from a distance they're not a positive person. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not going to tell them that to their face. You're right. But, hey, hey, excuse me. Come over here. You lack a little positivity, <laughs> sir. Can I help you? Yeah. But hearing from these guys, you know, with joy in their face, like an older black gentleman who was in there and he was like, you probably know the name. I forget his name, but you're like, hey, how's it going? And he's like, oh man, I'm down. I had eight, 800 years on my sentence. I'm down to 600 because of blah, blah, blah. And I'm just oh, like, oh, I'm blown away yes. because he had such joy in that. And yeah. he was like, I don't know if I could have that level of positivity being in a situation i intellectually know i'll never be out of sure but then still having some finding a hope. drive somewhere to have that hope and be like if i can get from 800 down to 600 that means i can get down to 400 and if yeah. i can do that then maybe there's a chance and i'm just like so to see that level of of hope and then see the program and how these guys have been affected and hearing their stories I literally like walked out in tears and we had a couple partners there too from Kenna Metal and um, they were seeing it for the first time and we were all, you cannot, you cannot go to a situation like that, not just the prison, but the hope that was created um, and seeing the history inside that place, right? The big mural on the cafeteria wall and all these different stories because this place has been there forever. You can't walk out of there not changed and not like I'm, having this big emotional. I'm release. telling you, if you if you if nobody has seen that episode, you've got to go to YouTube. All ten, all ten episodes. Yeah. It, it, we should link it. They're on the academy. No, no, what yep. was the one we just looked at though with the CTE? That was just like a highlight. A highlight. Yeah. E mm -hmm. Even just that, yeah. The ten episodes, fantastic. But even the highlight. We had those ladies in here and Chris, uh, the, the other gentleman in from uh, CTE. 
last week and they hadn't seen it, but yeah. they were huge fans. One of them was like super fan, Karen Rivera. She was super, <laughs> super fan. And uh, and we showed it to them in, in the conference room and tears. literally tears, tears. Yeah. Tears, yeah. Come, tears. I believe it. You know, welling up and coming down their eyes. And it, and it, it is. It's emo- it is an emotional thing. And mm-hmm. you guys did a phenomenal job on that. Uh, showing was, what was, that was. You know, it, it was disappointing too, though. You know, in, yeah. in, a, in a way with industry. You know, everybody want, like everybody in the industry, they, they want to see manufacturing rise. They, they, they hate that we've been, our work has been sold out. They hate that people don't understand what CNC machining is. You know, and then for me, I come from that rough life. You know, yeah. like at a, at a, I just came to a God place where he had, like called me to go into this prison and, and I'm a machinist and they have a school that is a machine shop and people, they don't really understand. These guys are getting out. A bunch of them are right. out. Mm-hmm. Whether you teach them right. or you don't, they're getting out. And they're, the prison system's getting paid $500 million for education just a year, just in California for 35 prisons and they're babysitting these guys. They're, right. not, they, they're not learning anything. So for me, I was just going in and I'm just saying, like, look, this is the craziest place. Like, you go to that that yard. Yeah. What's not said is that is that is the most how you say like maximum yeah, security. just racist. Violent, yeah. Oh, like it's the yeah. most racist place like in America. Oh, yeah. You literally get killed for like going to the wrong spot, the wrong bench. If you go wow. in the wrong shot, like they mm-hmm. have all these showers and there's three for white three for black what three for you know and literally if if you go in the wrong shower they will kill you you don't come out wow. like, like that is the truth so we actually in the show we talk about crazy stuff mm-hmm. and yet we went in and right next to the biggest death row in the country we took these men and we taught them a skill and they all they have kids outside mm-hmm. they have wives outside and they're coming out it's like we gave them a skill to actually use to get jobs and they oh, have sure. come out, they've gotten jobs. And yet there was so many critics from just machinists out there. <laughs> why aren't you teaching our kids? Like people that didn't get in trouble. Like right. why would you help these people? And it's like, man, there's, there's all kinds of people with stories and like this is my path. And we were teaching kids too. Right. right and most right. of these guys aren't teaching anybody, but they, they're quick to talk. <laughs> right. Know, keyboard right, warriors. Right, right. Criticism comes quick. And keyboard yeah, warriors. Yeah. yeah. But at the end of the day, that was the craziest journey. And now there's five schools in the prison system in mm-hmm. California, Titans of CNC, and it's spreading around the country. And then we open sourced it to all schools, and we have what, 35? Hundred schools yeah. registered, wow. two hundred thousand students, all free. It's insane. You know? Yeah, yeah. And when so, I started, I, I how did you and I this. not make, meet before that? Because I we did the machines were from Selway from mm-hmm. yeah, and gosh, I was stuck in my office. You redesigning were in the office. Logos, yeah, there you go. That's probably what it was. <laughs> That's yeah, what it was. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's been it's been a crazy trip, and uh, you know, coming out of that, coming from. The prison, again, I hadn't even started yet, right? So I'm still pre-work here. And then I, I have the whole, you know, couple hour drive home to just like think about this thing and be like, wow, this is this is not even what I thought it was. This is so much bigger than that. And then um, starting then a couple weeks later and then my first, you know, next foray into kind of what this whole world is was Titan took a few of us to IMTS in 2018. Mm. 
And so I got to see, you know, I saw this massive, number one, a massive schedule for Titan, poor Titan. Right. <laughs> we ran him ragged that time. Like right. Kenna Metal had him at the booth for, you know, three times a day with actual speeches and like we're running around all different places. And because of that, you know, I'm getting there and I'm, I don't know. We, we know each other, but I don't know what he's done in the industry. Sure. So I'm seeing all this stuff firsthand where he's got business owners coming up to him in tears. Literally like you saved my business. You turned wow. my family around. I can now provide for my kids and I got my kids back and there was this issue in my life and personal stuff and like all these different things and business is personal. It's, yeah. I, I'm a true believer. There is no B2B or B2C. It's human to human yep. contact that this is how these things happen. Especially in this industry is right. this industry, you know, kind of breeds that it is a very personalized relationship that you have with your teammates, the people that come in and call on you. I don't care if it's tooling guys, machine tool guys, coolant guy everybody it is it's a it's yeah. a it's a very very close-knit industry and it's, it's awesome. a very very small world yes right. it is right. yes it is yeah and we i mean we were walking between these different you know appearances and all that kind of stuff and it, it's not that you couldn't even make it five minutes walking you couldn't make it five feet without wow. a group of people coming up like a shop owner oh my god is that titan let me get a picture a group of kids that are there with the school, 25, 35 kids coming up like, oh my gosh, let's do a boom. Wow. All that kind of stuff. You're walking down the hallway and the one little stretch you get where you do make it 20 feet, you know, and there's guys like Titan, all this kind of stuff. So it's just like, there's this element of celebrity, but then it's mixed with kind of a humble recipient of that, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and right. Then, and then you have this like overwhelming drive to continue doing well for this industry. And yeah. I think for me, that was the big thing is, I felt extremely blessed to be able to go to that and have that firsthand experience. And I know that as we started, as we kept growing the team and even with the team we have now, like even this last year, like flew everybody over, like the entire team needs to see this and experience what this mm. industry is. Because yep. if you're just stuck behind a desk editing videos and our editors are amazing, they do phenomenal work telling these stories and, you know, editing out like, Editing in your crashes, but editing out most people's <laughs> crashes. Ah, <laughs> never live it down. Oh, um, man. They do such a good job with the storytelling and capturing everything and all of the data management, everything that goes on behind the scenes. But they can very easily become disconnected from for sure. the actual reaction to what yep. video goes out. And yep. so for them to see it firsthand, I thought was just incredible yeah. and or, a good opportunity. And it didn't, that's a lot of money, right? You know? And what happened was we actually went to IMTS and we had, I took all the machinists and then there was a couple other people. But as soon as we got there, people were just lining up and anytime you'd stop, a crowd would come around you and, and people were just telling these stories. You, you had, you had so many young guys in their twenties mm -hmm. and they're like, I learned from you yep. and I met you in 2018 or 2019 and I had four machines. Today I have 40 machines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have 60 employees. Man. It was everywhere. Where it's kind of like maturity. Right. We had been, we had been done, doing it for so long yeah. that all of a sudden before it was always like, oh, I got in the trade. I found you on YouTube and I went on the academy and now I got a job and I used to be this, I used to be that, but now I'm a machinist and it's like, great. But then now with the maturity of just how long we've been in the industry, like just mm -hmm. serving it, now it's like, 
You're shop seeing the owner growth. after shop yeah. owner after yeah. shop owner just showing you their parts and showing this, and each one has this crazy story. I was an airline pilot, right? Yeah, for Trump, for Trump, yeah, for Trump, and then now I got a machine shop because I saw one of your videos. No one way, day. Oh, yeah. that's yeah. great. Yeah. I haven't crazy. heard that one. Yeah. That's fantastic. What I think is awesome about seeing that stuff, at, like IMTS, is our industry has so many like talking heads, and they all sit there and say how you know, oh, you know, yeah, I got this whatever podcast or. Mm-hmm. You know, but none of them actually do anything for the industry. They don't right. do anything for right. all the people out there. And that's evident at that show because you see some of these talking heads walking around there and nobody even pays them any attention. Yeah. But like you said, Titan, he can't walk five steps. Right. So right. That, that right. says something about if you had Trump's pilot, why why don't we have Trump? Don't you have a connect? I, I mean, we I could know. get him exactly. on here instead of, exactly. you know, Barry or, or Jesse. Come oh, on. Man. Slow your roll like, there, buddy. Nice. nice. Thanks for not throwing me under the bus. I was the first going to say Dave because you're the first one, but I, that would be too harsh right off the bat. Well, the way we're teaching manufacturing is making manufacturing great, which makes our country great. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's absolutely. all in alignment right. right there. But what I, was, I, what I was trying to say is that because of the crazy stories that we got on the first day, I literally looked at Brandon. Brandon's amazing, by the mm-hmm. way, behind the scenes. We'll get him one day. Oh, yeah. Dragon mm. Kicking and screaming. I was like, we should get all the media guys. Get all the media guys. That Not everyone like really understands the industry, and, and they're editing the videos. They're filming the videos, mm-hmm. and we're saying that it's making change, but they need to come here. So we... we flew out another like seven or something because it was like last yeah. minute like tonight yeah. like <laughs> get we'll on right, the plane like, literally right now not everybody could come but we ended up with 15 right wow and we had 15 guys and they got to experience yeah. it that's bad yeah. that's you, awesome you know talk, what i mean talk about opening their eyes and bonding our team together for to sure all be able yeah. to be there at the same time and not have you know a group that went and a group that a massive group that didn't go and you guys are trying to tell them how great it was and all these stories and they're like yeah whatever and this is not just like, you didn't have to, you didn't put any qualifications on it. You don't have to have worked here for a year. Yeah, there was come. guys who were here for a couple of weeks and guys who were here for a year plus. And it's like, everybody come and experience this. Yeah. And even some of our more quiet, you know, team members and stuff were like, they came and they got to see the, you know, the excitement of it all. Yeah. I always say too, for every shop I called on, you know, if you're in industry, you have to go to that show. You right. have to, it's, it's amazing. You know what you see and it, it it's machines. You know, yes, and you're going to see everything from, you know, desktop to five axis to large horizontals. But, you know, everything that you see there, if you're in industry, it's like a kid in a candy store. It's phenomenal. So that's amazing you did that because that does. It shines a light on what we yeah. and Barry and everybody does every day. So, you know, the thing that I think about a lot lately, though, is that, you know, as fun as those trade shows can be and as important it is for, like, making person-to-person connections. Yep. Like, I really don't understand why those shows even still go on. Because yeah. you have like, channels like us, you know, I mean, you could pay millions of dollars for a booth at a show and 5,000 people might come see right. it. But then you have, you know, the internet and social media where millions, millions. of people will yeah. see it. And then you're running Inkano, you're running Titanium, you're, you're showing Pushing crazy the tool bats and, and doing all that. Yeah, know? I think there's a there's a definite shift happening, you know. It's just like uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the companies in this industry are old catalog companies like yep. they had to make the switch from catalog to web and yep. a lot of them did it poorly some of them did it well i think we're seeing the same thing in kind of the trade show world it used to be you had to go to a trade show to get the information to understand the breadth of what's out there and then you were going to make your decision either at the show based on whatever special they had totally or that was where you're doing the majority of your research yep now 
people are researching ahead of time online. They know <laughs> 80, 95% uh, what they're going to buy. And they're kind of just going either their company pays them to go and it's a fun party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, right. you know, to see the guys that they missed or do whatever. Um, they, but, will, they will never listen to a sales guy. They'll get information, hey, hey. but they're going to go. <laughs> Easy. Oh, man. <laughs> but you're our sales guy. Yeah, true. You know true. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And they, they've, seen, they've seen the, the materials run. They've seen yep. the tools run. They know it, you know, because, but that's the whole point. At RMTS, like, you're not seeing anything run. You're not being, you can't A lot of dry the running. machine right. and, and, and hear that cut and really like see if the machine's gonna labor or not, you know? So it's like now you can just talk to machinists all over the world. Everybody's connected. You can right. go into groups and say, hey, what do you think about this machine? What do you think about 100%. that? What do you think about the work holding? Yeah. And it's, it's all changing. You know, and what do they do? They cut aluminum generally. It shows you rarely see yeah. steel, you yeah. know? You rarely see anything exotic, but it's first aluminum. Time I, first time I, I ran a Doosan was at IMTS 2018. Right. No way. And we were running uh, Ink and I was like, if we're, if we're gonna run something, let's run something legit. So we actually did a big Titan 1M and made it out of ink and oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The machine did, booth, yeah. thread milled it in front of everyone. And that just, and it shows like, look, that's like four times faster than anybody. It's right there live at a show. Throwing you know blue what I mean? chips. Right. Let's go, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was incredible. So, yeah, right. it's, it's been fun to see kind of how that whole industry has shifted. And with, I think you see it with communication kind of across the board in all industries, right? Oh, Social totally. media is huge for better, for worse, for better and for worse yep, in a yep, lot of ways. Yep, yep. Um, but that access to information and access to be able to, you know, do that research ahead of time has never been like it is today. Right. And Absolutely. companies that are not at the forefront of that are falling behind quicker and quicker. Like there's never been a time when so many people are talking about manufacturing online. Yeah. If you're not one of those voices, you're behind. Obviously we have a great, you know, an amazing platform through all that has been built. Um, and we're just making it stronger. I mean, now we have CNC expert, right? Platform that is social media. It's, you know, LinkedIn, it's indeed, it's all these different things, Facebook and all that for machinists and for this industry. It's just incredible what people can get out there. There's a story I've told Titan. I think I've told you guys too. And it was similar when you got the call from Titan about, you know, Hey, you need to come down and see what we're doing here. You know, I was like, ah, no, I'm good. I'm on autopilot. I'm selling. And I had this customer up in Reno and I sold them like 23 uh, Matsura MAM 35Vs and about halfway through those, he calls me up and he's like, hey, Keith, this great friend of mine, Phil Linscheid, he's awesome, director of uh, this company up in Reno. And he says, come up here. I need to talk to you about Matsura and kind of give you some crap. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, come on up, we'll have lunch. So I go up there, we have lunch. And he's like, you know, listen, you got to understand, I have un engineers. They're all in their 20s. They're young guys that don't want to talk to a salesman. Right. You know, and he's right. And I said, and I said, you're preaching to the choir. He goes, they want to find their information and their content online. He goes, and then they'll kind of, kind of take it from there as to if you yeah. maybe get a call or not. And, and he's a hundred percent right. My sales cycle changed immensely over the last five to seven years. And so I brought the president of Matt Sura, Dave Hudson in at the time and, uh, and told him, and, and he basically said the same thing. He goes, yeah, we need to do a better job. But right. that's what the difference is, is those people, they've made their decision you know, 80% of it's done before that salesman comes through the door these days, yep. 100%. That's why it surprises me that there are still so many salespeople out there because when I go to buy something, the first thing I do is go and look and to see somebody using it. Yeah. Then I see, you know, what other people say about that product that have used it in community. Yep. 
Then, if I want to buy it, I go to get a price, and that's the only thing I need from the sales guy right. is the price. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it's interesting, right? Because the, we're so used to the old sales cycle, like you, right? Yeah. Not saying you're older. Yeah, easy. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you have you're some not grace. young. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but the old way is you walk in the front door if they let you in. Yeah. If they the let you in. The front door is the way to their eyeballs or yep. to their ears. Now, the way to their eyeballs or ears is social media. Yep. And so many companies that we've seen in the industry are, are doing it wrong or just not doing it at all. They've, you know, they've tried some social media. They hired the 16-year-old kid or the 22-year-old yeah. girl. And they have this person in there who's trying to do these things. But maybe they tried all you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, all these different things. And they got a little bit of traction on Facebook. Then they stopped doing the others. Yep. Because, oh, those don't work. Yep. Right? Clearly. Uh, so we're just going to do Facebook and then that Facebook gets burnt out because they're just putting the same thing same over and thing. over and not reinventing themselves. Yep. And so what we believe truly is it's our job. The way that you can get in front of people's eyes and really get them interested in this industry is by being where they already are. Yeah. I don't need them to come to me. I need to be where they're already looking. And yep. so for guys True. and, you know, folks in industry who are older, you know, the old white heads or no hairs, right? They're, they're sitting there going like, well, I'm on LinkedIn, so we should focus on LinkedIn. That's not where business is happening. Nope. Yeah, some of it. Sure, you need yeah. to be on LinkedIn, Great but you also platform. need to be on Instagram. Yep. You also need to be on TikTok. Yeah. People don't understand that. Yeah. that. Like, if you're talking to this next generation, you need to be where that generation is consuming entertainment, talking to friends, having community. Yep. For older folks like us, it's Facebook a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, if we're looking at videos on YouTube, but we there's, cannot there's just old people stick on to TikTok one. too. True. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in the they're bathroom creepers. taking that break. Like, they're like this, <laughs> taking the break. That's right. Know. That's it right. is no, and that's where it is. That's where it comes from. And you're right. If you're not connected to that, you're 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 way behind the curve. Right. Yep. Yeah. And it takes yeah. a lot of effort to do it right. Honestly, oh. you know. To, how many to, how many compliments have we got on the videos themselves and how they're just perfect edited so well so and many. so well done? They're that, just they're great. That was, that was like that's that was also part of like the whole God path, man. Because we we came from TV. Everybody came and grabbed GoPros. And they were like, okay, we're going to go to YouTube. Mm -hmm. We came from TV. I looked at, um, you know, one yeah. of the, my early mentors was John Walsh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I remember that. I was like, that. dude, you could have been hunting me. And now we're like <laughs> partners, man. You know? America's <laughs> most wanted. So good. So good. <laughs> That's right. But he, I he loved the vision and all of yeah. it. And he was actually connected to it at the beginning. And then he lost his show. He had to like focus mm -hmm. on it. So he just gave me some good advice to kind of move on, man. But at the end of the day, when I first started, I'm a manufacturer, right? So when I first started, like they're charging, you know, $40,000 or $30,000 for sound equipment uh, a month. They're cha charging all of these fees and stuff. And then after like the first season, I was like, how much does audio, like a really good system cost? And it's like about forty forty eight thousand dollars forty eight thousand dollars So I, I, beep, boop, beep, boop. I was like, yeah, easy. I was like, how about we just hire our own sound guy, yeah. teach him how to use the equipment, find somebody super solid. And we, then we just started building the team and then looking at all these guys, they charge, the camera people would charge so much money. And, but they, they're only working 30% mm -hmm. of their lives. Sure. So they need to make all that money. Right. So it's like, hey, I'll give you something sustainable like Steady, daily right. and, and hire you full time like at this rate. And yeah. then you have, you know, that comfort. You Genius. Know? Yep. Yeah. Genius. And, and, and so we brought filming in-house and we developed our style. And I wasn't a film guy. 
but I'm an artist. Right. So I had, like, they, you couldn't have a producer for a TV show like that because they want to come in and actually go into a CNC machine and they just want it all to be done and perfect in like a couple hours. And you're like, <laughs> no, it's going to take a week to set up. <laughs> yeah. There's time involved in doing these projects and stuff. So they'd always come to me and, and I would kind of lay out what the story would be and what the timeline was and stuff like that. But that's, that's the whole point. It's like we started with TV and then we, we went from like doing this and then we brought it to YouTube. So like when you look at the art of filmmaking, mm -hmm. that's why people trip on, but they don't really understand where we came from. Right, 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 right. right. Everybody's coming up here and we actually came down onto this what, platform because we saw it. This what, is this is the new big thing. What was that company? I think I remember they came to you and, and I think maybe this is what kicked off everything. Sandmaster or Sandcastle oh, designer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Oh, and that's they like a... That's they wanted a, you to do some big piece of, of billet aluminum for their 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 opening shot or something, yeah. right? And I remember you said, and then you're like, they were with Discovery. What? Yeah. So, so I gotten it's a it's a big story. It's like after oh eight oh nine, it's like, you know, I laid out forty employees. I just kind of rebuilt the company and I hired people back. I just I got an opportunity to go to Pennsylvania and speak at this huge conference and. I can't, I literally came back. Like when I spoke at the conference, there were like lines of people in tears. It was crazy. And they're all like, where are you going to speak next? Like, where are you going to speak? And I was like, I'm going back to Home. my shop. <laughs> I'm going back to my shop. This ain't my job. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? I'm right. going to go back to my shop and run it. You know, this isn't what I do. I did this because they, they read the Wall Street Journal article. That's right. And, and yep. wanted me to go do yep, the yep. thing. Uh, for the parole board, the parole department for Pennsylvania. But when I got back, I actually was at my desk. When I was coming back, I was just like, I know that like God's going to do something. Like there's something's going to happen. Like mm -hmm. I just was coming back and I was like, there's no way that that just happened right there. And it's just going to stop. Something is going to happen. I didn't think about TV. I, it wasn't even a thought. And then I came back and I literally first day I, I sat at my desk and then the phone rings and then they're like, oh, this guy Patrick's on the phone. And then I get on the phone and, and he's like, hey, this is Patrick from the Discovery Channel. Right, right. And I, and I was like, oh, you, you, call, you call the job shop owner, American job shop owner. There used to be a homeless that went to prison who be built the greatest job shop in, the, in America. He's like. What? What? No. <laughs> I just need a part. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I just need a part. We're doing this show on, and we have this part. We're going to put in the sand, and we need the water to kind of wash up. It's going to be a metal, you know, um, thing. And and I was just like, dude. <laughs> but I went, I went home that night, and I, I told Gina, hmm. I said, out of thousands of shops, he picked you. This guy picked me. Crazy. He called us. And, and something's going to happen. I'm like, we're going to have a TV show. And that was the seed. Yeah. I right. never knew how hard it was going to be. And we ended up not working with Discovery. We ended up going to a, a smaller network, Mav TV. But they gave me ownership of the show, which mm -hmm. allowed us, like right now, you were talking about the whole um, prison series. Yeah, yeah. It's on Titan TV on our academy. So if you, you just go to our academy, academy.titansofcnc or cnc.com. 
then you literally see Titan TV. You can watch all the episodes because we owned it. Got it. Yeah. It's yeah, a that's huge deal. It never huge. happens. Yeah. What if that wasn't your property exactly. now? You know, where would it be? Right. So, so yeah. when so when we when we built the curriculum in the prison, and and we did all that when the, when that whole series was done, we had this curriculum that everyone was like, "This is the greatest greatest curriculum ever built. Like this is amazing." And then all of a sudden, again, I just one day I woke up in the morning and like God just spoke to me, and I and I realized I have three seasons of the TV show. I have. I have just terabytes and terabytes of machine. Like these billion-dollar companies are hiring film crews to try to get content. Yet nobody, nobody in the world has more content than me because we're the only ones that has Doing ever it. filmed for ten years mm -hmm. CNC machining and just kept all this stuff. And I was like, let's just take all of it, wrap it up. I went to work. I said, hey. Talk to the team. We're going to take all of it. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to put it online. We're going to make this academy. You're going to have like the TV shows. You're going to have all this stuff. And, and you just, instant content. Yep. Incredible. Yep. Instant yeah. content. And that's how it happened. But I also want to just say something. Everything that just took place basically just proved me right that I actually hired the right guy because when everybody's like <laughs> watching, true. they're watching and he's over here fighting and explaining everything. He even forgot we were talking about hiring and like the whole creativity <laughs> part and stuff That's like right. that. That's so right. not only if you look at Aerospace Academy, you see the art and stuff and you, you see Dave's fingerprint on that. You know, one thing I respect about him is like, I'm an artist he's a great artist also and sometimes you clash yeah you know what i mean but he always comes to me and he always asks my opinion on things and sometimes i agree and sometimes i disagree but if he feels strongly like he will come back on me and we'll go back and forth and mm -hmm. stuff but he he listens to me and by the time we come out with it he's taken my original thought to greatness yeah like he's taking it somewhere that's not what i was thinking but that's way way better yeah. it's way better you know what i mean and like the space that. the space theme is the space theme that you see in the grinding academy and aerospace a lot of people would go in a different direction and he's coming with like six different designs we can go in all these different oh it looks like tron it looks like you know, now so cool. it looks so like cool. whatever, you know, and, and then we're, we're making decisions on what the look is going to be. Yeah. And that's how, that's how serious this is. Like, yes. There's like, a, like he puts a huge amount of work in all these different things after we get it. But I've always been, been like, I worked so hard to get in with SpaceX and Blue Origin and Boeing and Lockheed and all these companies. And, and I see it as like, like for us. If you can machine that, yeah, everything falls underneath. 100%. You can machine everything else. So 100%. when other people might not think that the aerospace theme is like good or high level or, or whatever, I do because that's where we come from. That's 100%. what we fought right. for, yep. you know? So I think we've had times where it's like, oh, let's, with the Grinding Academy, let's go in a different direction. But then it's like, no, let's, let's be different different about it but right. let's stay in that same lane yeah and it's beautiful yeah. you know yeah i appreciate all that it's a it's definitely you know aerospace is the pinnacle of the industry yep. and it's aspirational for so many companies out there they want to get the right certifications they want to meet the right people go to the right you know dinners and events and all that kind of stuff to kind of get into that club 
And when we start to show showcase how you do that step by step, literally like taking the, you know, opening the doors to what is a hidden industry in a lot of ways. A difficult very difficult. Very, very difficult. The yeah. most difficult. Yeah. Yep. You can't just walk in and there's 90% of these shops out there just are running aluminum and they're doing a great job, but they're just trying to keep the doors open. Yep. They're just trying to keep people employed. And, you know, the owners are there with big aspirations and big dreams or they've been beaten down and those dreams are gone. And like, that's the, Completely. that's the opportunity we have to show them that it is possible. It's attainable. You can do it. And here's encouragement to do those things. So yeah, I take it seriously, man, when it comes to design. And, and that comes from my background, honestly. Like, I feel like before we can just jump, you don't just jump into Photoshop and make a logo. You don't just jump into Illustrator and do those kind of things. You have to know the aesthetic, the target, what your goals are, what do you want people to feel from this. And a lot of that sounds like ethereal, like BS, right? But truly, but true. that's how it works. Yeah. You know, when I, when I was doing video game covers, <laughs> I don't get a piece of art from the company that says, hey, this is kind of what we want it to look like. Can you go make that for us? You got to imagine it. What I get is a 45 to 80 page booklet from marketing with a couple screenshots and a lot of information about the target audience. Hey, this is the type of gamer we're after. These are the types of gamers we're after. These are the markets it's going to be sold in. Here's what happened previously in the other iterations of this game. I have to take all that and then develop a look and feel, right? Crazy. So we go through sketches. We go through a process, just like you guys do on the manufacturing side. There is a process to unlocking the creativity that is hidden within this document somewhere. Same thing with blueprints. There's creativity in what you guys do because it's, how am I going to hold it? How am I going to fixture it? What machine am I going to use? 100%. What are the, what's the torque and spindle speed and all this different stuff that I have to know my machine can handle it even before I get the job. I still laugh every time I hear the salesman and the graphic design guy talking about machining <laughs> so eloquently. It's like, you could convince me you were a machinist. You, you know, you know, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy right. though. I, I've had a lot of people that work for me and when you bring in leaders that, don't machine machinists don't follow no they don't you know and i've Agreed. tried to i've tried Agreed. to hire like right under and i end up just like leading it because it just doesn't work mm -hmm. you know and if i if i do put somebody that doesn't know how to machine and i'm off doing something else it, it just doesn't work Agreed. So, I, so i've learned and seen that what what is a blessing is that i can look at a fourth generation machinist and i know that barry has respect for dave and i know that ba dave has respect for barry absolutely and vice versa over here and stuff and what what is truly awesome is that early on dave used to own his own company i think dave dave will tell you that being the owner of the company <laughs> hand, doing the payroll doing all of it it isn't exactly what he feels that he was perfect at, you know, but he's a leader. So he went to a big company and he was like very high, but there was things in the company that he didn't have control over and mm -hmm. there wasn't different, there weren't discussions, there weren't different things. So one thing I did early on is I recognized Dave's talent. And then I was sincere with Dave and I said, look, you know, I'm bringing you in for, you know, this creative spot. I don't, what, what was the original, <laughs> what was the original <laughs> title? title? It was like director of brand and creative operations. Some, yeah. Ooh, Very long. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. I design stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, And I said, just because you're not CEO or, you know, just on, on that, I told him, I was like, I respect you so much. Like, I'm going to bring you into the, 
every top level conversation and and bring you in because I want to know what you think. I want I want a sounding board. I I want to surround myself with great men. So it's just not a me thing. It's a best of the best of accumulative ideas and stuff like right. that. And very good. We've done that. Yeah. For Heck years. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I appreciate it too because that's you know there's. As, as anybody out there who's listening knows, like you, if you have great ideas in your company, whatever it is, whatever industry, this industry, something else, if you have great ideas, but they're not listened to, they're not heard, there's no opportunity to get those things out, you will start to die inside. You'll yeah. start to feel like- 100%. You start to feel like, you know, not only do they not know what my ideas are, but they don't even give a crap. Yeah. They don't want to know. Yeah. They don't think I'm valuable enough to have a voice. And so, yeah, when I went to that other company, you know, there was, there was a leadership mentality to it, but- there was, you know, so many behind the scenes, different things happening. And so I'd be, I'd be going off in one direction for three weeks. And then I'd hear from one of the leaders like, oh, we, we scrapped that. I'm like, well, you guys got to let <laughs> me know this kind of stuff. <laughs> Surprise. Like, Appreciate so that. It's been great, you know, being involved in all of those discussions because now, I mean, we have amazing partners. We have amazing fans, amazing, amazing community. Our employees are incredible. Everybody truly is like family. Every one of those groups is like family. Um, we're not trying to get over on any one group. We're not, you know, robbing from these guys to pay those guys. Everything is so on point that, you know, there's this, I don't even know what to call it, uh, of how everybody is working together in that. And it just feels like, almost like Bruce Lee, right? When you're in the Ooh. flow, in the everything flow. Water. smooth. You like ride water, the wave, man. exactly. Water. That's what it's yeah, like. Exactly. And what, what book are you reading? So the book I'm reading, and I'm, I'm 100%, Love this book. Wait, Just wait, wait, it. wait, wait, stop. That that sounds like I set this up because he's so ready for oh, it. Oh, you totally. We weren't even going to talk about <laughs> yeah, <no>. this. <laughs> but one, one thing that I love he is about- geeked out on is, it, though. Is one thing I love about Dave is like, I tell people like, there's a lot of things I don't find in this industry. I, I get inspired by going to hotels. Yep. I get inspired by going to crazy nice restaurants and, and watching how they serve and, and different things. And and that's something that we were talking about, we've been talking about. It's yep. like our team, our machinists, everyone, they're they're built here they're here to serve our industry and anybody who comes into the shop. Yep. So so Dave was just telling us about this book that he's reading, yeah. which I'm going to start reading. Yes. And it sounds awesome. Yeah, highly recommend it to everybody out there. So um, the way that, before I tell you what it is, the way that I read, like I, I don't read, I, I can read. I don't like to just sit there with a book and like turn pages. That Nothing bores me more than that. But listening on my way to and from work, listen to these audio books and really getting into it. And if you're an audio type person, that's what I'd recommend. Um, if you're visual and you want to like get in there and make notes, then do that. But uh, my way of reading is I do like a couple business books and then I'll do like a fun fiction book. Like the last one was like pirate, you know, the story of like these different pirates taking over the Caribbean and crap, not pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one I'm reading right now that I just finished is called unreasonable hospitality. And it's so friggin' good. Like I look through these lists of, of audiobooks to see like what is going to be a topic that I'm interested in. And a lot of times it's just based, I literally judge a book by its cover, right? What does the title look like? Give me a little audio snippet. Can I stand the guy's voice who's reading it? This one is written from the perspective of um, one of the owners and founders of 11 Madison Park, which is an incredible New York restaurant, right? So it's in the food industry. It's in, in the foodie kind of style. And these guys went from a you know one to two star restaurant per the New York Times to a four star fine dining establishment by continually changing themselves and challenging themselves to new, new heights. No Michelin stars, up to three Michelin stars. Wow. Like number 50 Crazy. on the top 50 list to number one on the top 50 list. And the guy goes through 
what they went through, what the mentalities were in the restaurant, how he had to hire and change his staff and get them all to be on the same page as they went through different iterations of this restaurant. And the the business concepts in there are applicable across the Regardless board to all of industry. what industry, yeah. Because when he's great. talking about unreasonable hospitality, he's not he's not talking about doing like being excellent. Being excellent is the price of admission. That's what it costs to get somebody to come in the restaurant. Yeah. I want my I want my silverware to be clean. I want the dish to be clean. The things should be plated right. But the unreasonable side of things is are you listening for what's going to make that per, that guest's experience above and beyond? Somebody in his mind, somebody has chosen a lot of times for 11 Madison Park, they've chosen to start their trip or end their trip with that as their experience. Crazy. He takes that very heavily. He says, if that's what they're going to do, I'm going to give them something they can't get anywhere else. And throughout the book, there's just incredible story after incredible story. A couple of them, I was literally in my car, like on the freeway, uh, driving, and I'm like laughing and clapping, like, yes, yeah. yes, that's amazing. <laughs> that's what I would do. It's so good. And just kind of the ways that he goes through what they went through, but also talks about um, when he failed as a leader. So, hey, I had this guy who came in, I didn't address something with him right away, and it festered in my mind. Yeah. And then that caused me to act out this way and what I would have done, what I should have done. And then here's how I've changed that moving forward. Here's how very I trust cool. the people that are in the organization. Yeah, very, so very nice. Super solid. Yeah, very yeah, cool. Unreasonable hospitality. Highly recommended. We Maybe should get we'll sponsored by that book. Know, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out. But, but I think that people can see now through this discussion that not only did I make the right choice in grabbing you and uh, meeting you at Starbucks, but <laughs> you've truly like grown with the company. And uh, I remember even during COVID, you know, it's like you just became a leader. Like I didn't come in and saying, hey, you need to lead the guys. You just started leading the guys mm -hmm. and the guys started following you. And, and there were times where like I needed to say something or I said a certain amount. And then I didn't maybe I didn't want to like go all the way. And then you'll come right along and be like, boom, boom, boom. And I always loved having that kind of backup yeah there's somebody here that understands how how hard it is to make payroll there's yeah. somebody here that actually understands like what it is to be a business owner and stuff and even during covid when i had to let everyone go and basically shut it all down but i couldn't stop working right, right. so i would come in by myself and i'd come in and and do it and and my sons would both come in and stuff and like we got it we got to just film and make videos and do these things and, and like our customers our partners would have you know the salesmen are just home sleeping yeah. you know they can't do anything yep. you know so it's like let's go put their products in front of people let's do this let's do that you know but i'd go in there were and some not even know working <laughs> yeah, i would go in and then dave would be there working and he's like hey Stuff has to get done. We got to do it on you. Stuff has to get we done, and we'd be safe. We'd take care of ourselves, but right. at the same time, I appreciated that. And then when we moved to Texas and and took that big move, and he was with us the whole time. But he had, he had a beautiful house, and he's got four horses, and you know the oh, dogs yeah. and all the stuff. And uh, he just couldn't make it out here. But when I got yeah. out here, I realized, man, without Dave, Dave being way over there. I'm like, I'm struggling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I can't, I can't, just can't do everything right here. And right. Yeah. Like Brandon, Brandon like stepped up in a huge way and he was, you know, helping with the media and the camera and the this and the that. But then just running the overall business and trying to be on camera and, and all of it, I was struggling and stuff. So uh, like the Godfather, 
<laughs> like I did with you, Keith. Yeah, man. You know, and I did with Barry. I made him an offer he couldn't refuse, That's and right. then all of a sudden, Ba-dum. boom, yeah. he's here. That's right. He's That's here. Right. Yeah. I think it's funny, it? you know, me and several machinists have talked a lot about how nice it would be to go to, you know, take the best guy from every shop mm. you've ever mm. been in and build a shop out of that. But how do you do that as a shop that's just starting out? You right. can't hire you can. all of the best people. Yeah. So I think it's really cool to see, you know, where where Titan is at. He's been able to do that. And, you know, he didn't build it all at once, but almost. You know. Yeah. So we were talking to Trevor and his story, and it was crazy. And before that, we were talking to Donnie and his story, you know, <laughs> and you and you, you yep. know. And, and we're, we have so many, like, amazing things, like, to, to put out there and stuff. But – through it all, it's it's lives, and I'm just blessed to be surrounded by great men no and doubt. women. Yeah, absolutely. no doubt, just men and women, and uh, people that I just trust with my life. And I went, I was filming and took my wife and filmed at all these places throughout Europe, and I was gone literally for a month. <laughs> and it was the first time where I'm just, I'm like, they got it. Yep. Yeah. They got it. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No All issues. Good. Oh yeah, super yeah, good. Yeah. Man. No, the team team ran super smooth. You know, I think everybody, um, when there's an absence like that, and we can prepare for it, like the team runs super smooth. Everybody steps up. Literally, everybody was on point that entire Boom. month, and and ever since. And you know, for me, going back to, you know, coming here from California and all that kind of stuff. You know, it was a big it was a big change, obviously. Um, but what I loved getting back to, I'm not I'm not built for COVID life, man. No, I'm not built to no. be nobody remote in an office with just my dog staring at me like they're the worst coworkers ever you know yeah, just right, make me want to take right, naps all day right but i was very productive during that time got a lot done but you know not being around people like that's that's i think my biggest one of my biggest strengths i can 100 anybody can do contracts people design better than me people make be- more beautiful art than i will ever make but i feel like what i'm called to i haven't do, seen many <laughs> oh man there's two telling you <laughs> yeah yeah right uh, what Short i'm called list. to do truly is to feed into people's lives and to help them i've always told everybody that has worked with me I'm, I'm here to help you unlock what you don't even know you're capable of yet so when folks come in and they're having a rough day or you know being able to feed into them be like hey here's how we can do these different things. You know, here's how you take it to the next level. Like you're talking about, right? Cause it's all about levels. You may not be capable of that today, but you are capable of it. hundred percent. If, if, if any human being can do it, you can also do it. Yep. And not just with those platitudes, but also giving them like strategy. Hey, here's how you approach this. Here's how you approach that. So that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm trying to do here. That's the legacy I'm trying to leave is truly just like, you know, everybody is better for having me in their life. Uh, unlock that a little bit. Dude, you go. just sounded like Trevor a little bit. Yep. That was, that was. We got the oh, same haircut. Oh, right there, man. We must oh, have the man. same haircut. Yeah, yeah, pretty close. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like putting out the videos. You got to bring value to people's lives right. and you got to put service above everything. And looking at, looking at, you know, just looking at the path and knowing that we have a company founded on the principles of service, serving mm-hmm. the, com- the company yep the country, the world that we love. I mean, what an honor in that. And, and I look, I look over here at Barry and Barry, Barry is a leader. Like he's a top, top leader. And then I look at you leader. Everybody knows it. Look at you leader, you know, back at you. I'm just blessed to have all you guys on, 
around me and stuff like that and uh right back at you yeah super good how do we do the group hug in this format yeah well, right. <laughs> this made me wonder something we all know what our team looks like now oh but i've never heard about your first full-time employee my first full-time employee yeah, yeah. oh Who, yeah like what did you hire for first that, that just made me wonder that'd be jeff oh yeah wow oh, hello back i know the- that's a that's a great one, but like let's leave that for the next, <laughs> yeah, next podcast. Just made me curious. I know, but I think we're good. That Love was it. awesome, that was man. Fantastic, Boom. Dave's for a rock Dave star. in the house, the articulate brain of the of the background. I'm good at words. Love it. Yes, <laughs> very. His, his brain is so like oh uh, that his hair just literally ran away. Yeah, it's like, we can't we can't <laughs> we handle can't the hang, pressure anymore. We can't hang here exactly. anymore. We're like too much is going on here. Like we're gone. That's right. Uh, exactly right. God bless you. Worldwide manufacturing, CNC machining is king. Mm. Boom. Let's Love go. It. Love Thank it. Love the industry, baby. Boom. Boom. Come on. Crushing we're it. We're out. Out. <laughs>